Welcome to On The Air with FDT TV and we are fresh off a 2-0 victory against our bitter rivals in Germany. Come on England. Um, very, very good Mike. What was your uh, initial reaction to the scoreline? Um, fantastic scoreline. A very, I think it was very flattering given the game. Yes. Um, I thought both teams were very conservative in the first half. I thought England had possibly the better chances, but I think going into the uh, end of the first half, nil-nil was probably about right. Um, we obviously went into the second half again, started again a little bit cagey, uh, start growing into the game a bit more. And then Raheem Sterling, top scorer for England as it stands at the moment in the competition, comes up with another goal. Uh, started it by himself, ball out to our oh, ball into Harry Kane. Harry Kane laid it off to Grealish. Grealish played it out. Nice little ball out into uh, Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw swung it in. Sterling continued his run and bosh, in it goes. Three goals for the tournament for him. Yep. Um, second goal scored by Harry Kane. I think around about 85 minutes. Personally, I thought it was lucky to still be on the pitch. I thought he was shocking 100%. yet again. Um, <clears throat> but Gareth Southgate got the substitutions right. Greedish made an immediate impact when he came on. Yep. Uh, I thought Saka was the best player in the first half. Did oh. get taken out of the game a little bit in the second half. I don't know why he took him off. I was fuming when he took him off. Uh, it worked though. <laughs> like I said, the substitutions worked. And now um, now we move on to the quarterfinals, mate. Come yeah. on. Yeah, a few things to note that I didn't notice. Uh, obviously, one... It was uh, the worst Germany team in a long time. Let's let's not kid ourselves here. It's always good to beat them, but but the Germany of old, uh, they're not quite the same, are they? We've we've seen them this tournament a bit hit and miss. Uh, yes. luckily, luckily today wasn't a day like when they played Portugal when they were firing because I think we might have struggled a little bit more. Um, Declan Rice may be out now. He was out previously during the season with uh, some knee damage on England duty and he took a knock at the end so hopefully it is just a knock and it's not a case that uh, he's going to be out for the rest of the tournament um, but yeah I, I do think you're right the, 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 the substitutes did work Harry Kane luckily it fell to the first chance fell to Sterling because he was offside for the first one and I thought he was offside for the second one if I'm honest um, oh, yes, yeah, fine, fine, fine margin. The fact that we all celebrated and no one thought about VAR, I just sat back in the chair and was <laughs> yeah. like, it doesn't matter, it was offside. I'm pretty sure it was offside. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's all good fun. I, I do think um, it's a shame that we're not allowed out and about because I think just that one game alone would have kick-started the economy, wouldn't it, in the pubs? Do you know what I mean? Um, 100%. When we when he first put out the team lineup, I was a little bit concerned. If I'm totally honest with you, um, it very negative. Hmm. Seven, seven defensive players playing three at the back to match in Germany's lineup, which isn't always bad. Um, but yeah, it's just a bit like this is a team we need pace and trickery going forward. And the only person we had with that we had Sterling and Saka. So. Who starts, who starts the next game? Obviously, we don't know who we're playing. It'll either be Ukraine or Sweden in Rome. Yep. Eight o'clock kickoff. Um, nine o'clock for the Europeans. Um, but who starts? Because Foden, Foden's no longer on a yellow. We've got Mount and Chilwell back in contention. Grealish has got to start, surely. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. He was um he's he's boy, he was brilliant in the last game. Yep. Um and granted was uh, brought on as pretty much an impact sub today and he made an absolute difference. Um I, it's one of those it's one of those weird ones, isn't it? Like I suppose it would depend on where you are sitting in in the game, whether you you look for someone like Grealish to come off and make the impact that he did today. Yep. But with someone of his quality you're right. He should be starting. You think? Um, I, I I know exactly what you mean because actually he's a game changer when he comes on. But surely you want to mm. you want to try and hit every game on the front foot and get a goal ahead, then then not have to or then to try to try and change it. Yeah. Um, my my one thing is 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 that what I did notice as well. He's I know Harry Kane scored, but he was walking with the ball. He was slowing the game down. And there was just no pressing in him. He was letting players dribble back into their own half past him without putting in a tackle. And for me, I was I was calling out for Calvert Lewin to come on because he does press. He is good in the air and he stays up front. He's not drifting back. Um, I know obviously Mourinho had Harry Kane playing in a slightly deeper role for Tottenham this year, but surely Guardiola's looking at Harry Kane now going. I ain't spending 150 quid on 150 quid, 100, <laughs> 150 million quid on him. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Guardiola is a is a pressing manager, and he just doesn't seem to be able to do it. And I'm in two minds because actually he scored. This might be the catalyst that he needs to start scoring in the tournament. But then again, if he's not pressing and doing the rest of it for the team, defending from the front. Then surely after twenty minutes you haul him off and put someone else on and make an example. If you're not a bit like what David Moyes has done at West Ham, I'm not saying that, but if you're not running, you're not playing. Like, See the with the formation because I know we went for there was a three four three today, but it was almost like a three four three but with a diamond front three yeah. where Harry Kane is sitting in. See my my personal opinion is that you should be having Harry Kane right at the very top. And I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, there was times within the game that he was being uh, two-man marked, three-man marked, because obviously he does pose a threat, yeah. as shown towards uh, the end of the game. However, <clears throat> for for someone that scores as many goals as he does, let's be honest, he does score a lot of goals. Yeah. Golden boot winner three times in the last four or five seasons or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> for, for me, he hasn't got the pace, but he's got strength. He needs to be up. Yep. He needs to be up. So playing in this, I, I say diamond, but it's kind of like it is a false number nine position where you have the two wing, two wing, uh, sorry, two wingers marching on forward. Yep. And as you said, it is, it's worked. It works well for Spurs this year, but I don't think the players. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that they are a bad quality, but obviously when he's playing in week in, week out with the likes of Human Song, yep. they're not... They've it's, got what, it becomes telepathic, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. Whereas you've got three or four weeks, or however long it is, in order to try and get that um, that mentality, that togetherness together. Yep. And I don't think it's working. Um, <clears throat> just looking at the opposition that we've got on uh, on Saturday... As you said, it's either going to be Sweden or the Ukraine. I, d I don't know who I would want more, if I'm being complete, completely honest. Um, 
I think both teams will pose a threat. I think we have got possibly the luck of the draw. Yes. Uh, out of all of the teams, because Switzerland, they put up a massive display against France. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then you had the likes of Spain that were a bit ropey, but they showed what class they do have. Yeah. Italy, I think, have been pretty good this season. Belgium, I think, were resilient I think, against the... Sorry, go The Italy-Belgium one, that, that is almost the final game, isn't it? If, mm. if, if they were on either side of, of the, the bracket, that's who you'd put in the final. And, and I do think you're right. We have got the luck of the draw now. If we beat Germany, we should be getting to the final. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I just I, I I think how we set up depends on who we got in think, the next round. I I always dread playing Sweden. I think we end up having bad games against Sweden. Remember the Ibrahimovic overhead kick from like forty five yards out. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just ridiculous things seem to happen in that fixture. Ukraine. We've got Andrei Yarmolenko. Is is their main sort of player? And he's been in and out with injury through throughout the season. He's not been fit enough to play for West Ham, yet he's he's pulling one out in the tournament. And you think actually just putting a couple of heavy challenges on him, he'll go off injured, and that should be an easy game. Yeah, or easier game. And I don't think there's any such thing as an easy game at this point in, in the tournament. You have, mm-hmm. you have to have a little bit of luck. You have to have a a, a little bit of. Just, yeah, I suppose luck is the best way for it. You got some if yeah. you go if it's going for you, it's going for you. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to. It. I'm starting to now. I'm I'm still I'm still being cynical. I'm still being cynical that we, we're not going to win. Uh, but every time we we get a little bit closer, I'm like, oh, hang on, we might. We're still the only team that haven't conceded a goal. Um, and considering we played Croatia who got to the finals of the world, last World Cup. And we've played Germany, who are synonymous for beating us. It does feel like it could be coming home. That is the first time, I think, they said that we beat Germany in a knockout competition since 1966. <clears throat> the signs are there, mate. The signs are there. It's coming home. <laughs> mate, it's, it's trouble is, as soon as I start getting excited, I know we'll play rubbish, so... Yeah, we'll end up on a display like we did against Iceland. Yeah, I mean, everyone else can get excited. I'll just say miserable. That's fine with me. If it means it coming home, I'll enjoy it afterwards. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Now, the other player who who come on and linked up with Raheem Sterling quite well, Jack Grealish, has also been linked with a £100 million move from Aston Villa to Manchester City. Um, I know Sterling was sort of offered out, but do you think their performances together in the last couple of games will make him Guardiola think, hang on, there might be something in this. Potentially. I see. Oh, but to be honest, I, I do think in, in order for Manchester City again to compete with the title, I think Sterling's days, I know, I, I know this is going to sound really, really horrible, um, but I think his days at City are potentially done. Um, because it's not the first time he's fallen out of favour with Guardiola, is it? No. I mean, he worked he worked really hard, not last season, the season before, because um, I think he had a poor run of form to start off with. Then I think he picked up... I, I just remember him going on an amazing goal streak. Yes. Um, 
<clears throat> but last season, obviously, he did fall out of favour with uh, Guardiola again. And I think that is potentially going to be his time up at the club. Um, trouble is, so he's on big wages, isn't he? He's on big yeah. wages. That's the trouble. Yeah, definitely. There have been talks about him being linked with Arsenal, but as I mentioned last week, Arsenal have been linked with about 250 players already in the transfer market. So yeah. um, <clears throat> I I think if if those two, if if he stayed at Manchester City and they did get Grealish, that could be quite quite dangerous as well. Potentially, if they do get Harry Kane, yeah, but that's two hundred million. Well, they they relaxed the financial fair play rules to try and kickstart the transfer market, haven't they? So they, they, essentially, what they've said is, go and spend what you like this year; it doesn't matter, which sort of makes a mockery of the whole thing. Um, especially with the Derby County thing where they're trying to stop them points for breaking the rules, yet they've now changed them. Who knows? Who knows? Um, you said that Arsenal have been linked with 200 players. Yes. Uh, Xhaka looks like he's on the way out, going to link up with Mourinho at Roma. Yep. Are there any rumblings of, of, of anything that you could see that might be concrete? No, no, it's just all, it's just all, it's all rumor, it's all smoke it's and a, mirrors. <clears throat> I, I did see um, that on Sky Sports. I think that we have gone in for that Ben White. Yes, um, I think we went in initially for thirty-five million. I believe it was uh, with add-ons, but I think that bid was knocked back. Uh, I think they're looking to hold out for around about forty million, so there'll probably be forty million plus add-ons, but. So far, no, um, no concrete. I mean, that's the only one I've really seen uh, confirmed. I've, I do this every year. I say this every year. I'm not going to get involved in the whole um, social media, get caught up in the social media transfer speculation. I do it all the time. It's but... hard not to, isn't it? It's hard not yes. to. You see a name, you go, oh, oh that'd be nice. The thing with yeah, Ben White, that... the thing with Ben White is, is he did well with, with Leeds in the championship. He's had an all right season at Brighton, but when you go, I mean, I'm I still am transfers of old where you sort of ten million pound is a is a sort of record signing. But to go oh forty forty five million in total for someone who's played one season in the Premier League, I I still a bit go what that doesn't make any sense. Hmm. But I suppose yes. it's an it's an investment, isn't it? He he, he yes. does look like he's got the potential to be a a really really solid defender and a good player um but you've got what well, who was the other guy the young guy saliba yes um got him to come in uh, rob holding still there's talks about yes. saliba going back out on loan I think... i'm telling you i'm telling you if if we secure the ben white transfer saliba will either be sold or he will go back out on loan I really don't think that Arteta fancies him at all. When you look at the season that he's had, I believe he was at Nice. Yes. Uh, this season, <clears throat> or last season, sorry. Um, he played really, really well. And Arteta explained to the Arsenal fans at the start of the season that he was looking for the transition period. So he obviously got signed to Arsenal, was sent out on loan, had um, <clears throat> a bit of a torrid time, obviously, with personal issues. He then come back. I think played one or two preseason friendlies, um, and that was that was kind of it. That was all we really saw of him. But um, 
I, I just don't think he fancies him at all. Fair enough. I think I think I think he needs to give him the preseason if there is oh, going to yeah. be. Or no, there will be a preseason um, just to see what has happened between obviously like the beginning of the last season and now. But I just I genuinely don't see him playing at Arsenal, which is a shame because he uh, again from from the the reputation that he has got is that he's he's young and he's quite a gifted player. It just obviously depends if he's willing to listen and to adapt to a new playing style. Yeah. And if he doesn't, then obviously he needs to go. But until we actually see him, we just don't know. Yeah, it's a bit hard to tell, isn't it? Because I, I know we, like, you can watch highlight packages and stuff like that, but it's not. It's never quite the same, is it, as no, watching a week in, week out in the Premier League. Yep. Um, I, I listened to something the other day that actually I found really interesting. Um, they were saying about Bruno Fernandes coming in and a week later the country went into lockdown so no fans obviously no football for a little while and they were saying that must have been even harder than moving because you've got you can't do anything can't go out and do anything you've got no time to adapt and, and my thought process went immediately to surely that would have been easier because all you've got to focus on is football because you cannot do anything else there is no yep. other option out other than to play football and focus on your fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he didn't have the best of times in the Euros, um, went out with Portugal. And some were saying that's because of Cristiano Ronaldo's the main man there and he's, he, Fernandez is not. Um, but will that form follow him into the Premier League season with, with fans back, with, with other things going on in his, in his life? So he now start to adapt to living in the shithole that is Manchester. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, like Manchester fans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a nice place, is it? Manchester's the only place I've ever been to the toilet and a police have come in with a drugstore while I was having a poo and threatened to kick down the door um, because they thought I was doing drugs. <laughs> luckily, luckily, my dad was standing in the toilet at the time because I was only like eight years old. Um so I mean that's how nice it, it, it is that that they 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 think their eight year olds do drugs in a toilet while they're having a poo. Um, facts, people, facts. Um, <laughs> West Ham, on the other hand, have been linked with a defender from Florentina of all places. Um, I can I can never pronounce his name, uh, but twenty four million quid would be good. We obviously Fabian Balwena left, so so if we've got in a decent defender, that would be all right. Um, he was linked with Manchester United a couple of years ago, actually, when they bought Harry uh, Harry Maguire. Right. So can't all be bad, can it? You know, if, if they were, they went with eighty million pounds worth of Harry Maguire. Um, the other one, Felipe Anderson. If we all remember that blast from the past, at one point West Ham's record signing before we signed Sebastian Haller. Uh, one year left on his contract. He played five games, I think, last season for Porto because he went there and was rubbish and didn't put any effort. Um, and it looks like we're going to take a hit on him and sell him back to Lazio for 10 million quid. But it's what it, I think. Wasn't that like a 40 million pound transfer? I, I think it were, yeah, I think in total, with all the add ons, it, it was 36 and a half million pounds. Oh. Um, but but I, do, I do think that goes to show that if it, around Europe, you can get away with being talented. Um, because he was doing really well at Lazio when when we signed him, um, but if you if the work ethic is not there and you're not willing to put in the effort, then 
talent only takes you so far. Yep. Um, so they're the only two that I've I've got any firm information on. But mm, Patrick Vieira. That's what I was just about. Patrick to say. Vieira. He's gone from from taking over Arsenal with Daniel Ek to agreeing in principle to be the Crystal Palace manager. What's your take on that? I think it's going to be good to see him back uh, managing again because I, I think I, I can't. I, I did read it earlier to to see who he was managing beforehand. Um, New York. At, no, no, no. There was someone else. I think it was a French. There team. was a French team. Yeah, there was a French team as well. I want to say Renee, but I don't think it was whoever it was. But <clears throat> I, I did, and this is what I said to my mate Stu. My mate Stu at work. He's a Crystal Palace fan, and he messaged me and said. Have you seen that Patrick Vieira's becoming a manager of Crystal Palace? I was like, what? I thought it was a bit of a wind-up. I had a look on sports and there it was. I went, oh, it would be good. Obviously, it's another um, another step on his his managerial career. Um, I think it's it's going to be kind of mid-table. I mean, he's got a good pedigree, obviously, looking at his, his past. Um, I think it will solid, <laughs> solidify the midfield, uh, if anything. <laughs> But um, I, I don't see him going stupidly with them. I don't think that just because he's coming in doesn't make him title contenders or anything like that. Mid-table, mediocrity for Crystal Palace, possibly well, be sacked in about two years. I, 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 I'm not so confident. No. <laughs> I mean, cracking player, don't get me wrong. You, you'd put him up there with, with some of the best in the world, wouldn't you, in his prime? Um I'm Are you up. thinking more Tony Adams? Like, I yeah, I, I yeah, <laughs> I'm, I might have put a stake in the fact that Crystal Palace get relegated this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, not not just for the fact of, of him. I think he's never managed in the Premier League with one, uh, and and the French league and the American league are a different kettle of fish. Um, but also, Crystal Palace have let their sort of team go into rack and ruins. Half their first team are out of contract. And mm. we'll, obviously, Eze, who come in, who looked really good, looks like he's going to be out for most of the season. And Wilfred Zaha doesn't want to be there anymore. So mm. for, for those reasons, I was a bit like, well, it's an ageing squad anyway. Half of them are out of contract. It's not, that's not an easy job. And I think that's why we've seen a number of people linked with it and potentially agreeing something and never signing on the dotted line. Um, so only time will tell. But even better than that, Tottenham still cannot get a manager. How much do you think they're kicking themselves sacking Jose? I, I really don't know. Because that that was, I think they said, I think I heard something that if he won them a trophy, they would have to stump up something stupid like fourteen million pounds right. or something like that. There was, I, I swear, there was some sort of figure, um, which is why they think there was some like shit housery in in the sacking um but i think it just shows how cheap the manager is uh, sorry how, how cheap the owner is because if he if they won him a trophy obviously he would then have to keep him yeah which means he would then have to pump money into the team in order to to keep them competitive i know they've got the stadium um the lovely shiny new emirates um <laughs> um, um, 
Uh, mate, it's just a blatant ripoff of the Emirates Stadium. It was built by the same or designed by the same guy that built the Emirates. Um, but anyway, <laughs> was it really? I don't. I don't yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Fantastic. the same person that designed uh, designed the Emirates, but um, <clears throat> yeah, it's 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 going to be a tough one because again, I don't know who would be available, who would be interested in coming in and just working with the current crop of players, especially if you're going to lose the likes of Harry Kane. And I think very much as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think Tottenham Hotspur's transfer kitty is going to be dependent on the sale of yeah. Harry Kane. And I, unfortunately, I do think for Tottenham, if Harry Kane goes, there are a number of other players who will go, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, because they know how much of a difference he can make. Um, mm. Scott Parker's left Fulham, mutual consent. He's had a bit of a falling out. Do you think that's potentially one? He, obviously a former Tottenham player. Um, that's no, I one did, they could I go for. Here. I did hear he's joined some someone else's backroom staff. Bournemouth. Um, yes, I'm pretty sure it was. I, I, I did. Um, I did. Did see that he was linked with Bournemouth. Yeah, joins, joins Bournemouth. Oh, joins Bournemouth as manager. Oh, he's he's gone to Bournemouth as manager. So, so playing yeah. in the same league as as Fulham. Um, I don't think he did a terrible job at Fulham. I just I don't think that Fulham squad is Premier League. Quality. I know they pumped loads of money into it the first time they come back up, then they went straight back down and he took over, got yep. them promoted again. Um, they didn't have the best investment; they had some investment, but I think the quality of the Premier League last year was on another level. I think yeah. it's back to the, the the Premier League of old. I mean, I think Aston, how well Aston Villa went from being saved by goal line technology not working to finishing really, really well. Um, mm. that's that's one I was going to ask you about actually. That I've seen a number of times. Aston Villa are keep coming in for bids for Emil Smith Rowe, and, yeah. and is that do you think because they are? Although they said Grealish isn't for sale, do you think that's because they're looking at succession planning? If they do get a hundred, if they do get a hundred million pound bid, how do you turn it down? Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, I know there's obviously more to it than money. Obviously, the players got want to go, but obviously, if you're only earning a certain amount at one club and you're offered two times that amount, um, you be you would be stupid not to go. I know there are players that are the one man club and and all that sort of business, but they're few and far between nowadays. And as we've we've said on many occasions, money to bullshit walks. Yeah. There's no loyalty in, in in football anymore, with the exception of a few. I'm not going to tarnish everyone with the same brush, but um, yeah, I do. I do think it is with that with that in mind potentially if he does go. Um, whether Emil wants to go, obviously he's uh, just broken through to the first team this year. Uh, I know there's still talks about him signing a new contract, so that could be uh, could be one to watch. Uh, possibly go down to uh, to the end of the, the the transfer window. I know we're still potentially interested in Martin Erdegaard, but obviously that depends on the uh, the situation at Real Madrid. It's just it's 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 going to be one to watch. I, th I think I th we're we're waiting on one big transfer, aren't we? And yeah. then then you'll see that that domino effect that you always see of of all the other moves going. Um, yep. I just I don't know who it's going to be. Is it going to be Kane? Is it going to be Grealish? Is it going to be someone? Just really obscure 
it comes out of nowhere like someone just goes oh we've bought Lewandowski you know, do you know what I mean so oh no one actually anticipated that um, I know we've seen Sancho link with Manchester United yep which is a that, bit I was literally just about to mention it for me it's a little bit of a weird signing um, I think there's not, not saying it's a bad player by any means his, his stats show that um, but he isn't he doesn't play in an area where I'd say, oh, that's where Manchester United need to strengthen. Uh, mm. I think there's other positions where you go, actually, Matic is, is getting older. Pogba, is he, go- is he staying? Is he going? He's not the same player week in, week out. So having someone solid in the middle. Rashford, hit bit hit and miss. Um, the fact that he's still only 23 baffles me because he's been around forever. A bit like mm. Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott, in my mind, is 57 years old. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I just I, I can't get the head around it. But you know, you like Martial again could be going this year. They need a they need a striker. They'd never replace Lukaku, and I I think that's it, he's shown how much of a mistake Manchester United not only made but how badly he was being managed by by Solskjaer. He's been on fire this season um, for Inter Milan. And the only difference is he's not playing for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. What do I know? I'm just... As I say with... Um, what's his name? Yeah. Alison Cavani. Yep. Cavani. I think that, that is a transfer that Manchester United should have made years ago. Oh, 100%. When he went, when he, um, before we went to PSG, <clears throat> they should have stumped up the yeah. money for him. That, that, that would have been a... <clears throat> I, I think he's sort of a bit like they, they tried to get with Ibrahimovic, that elder statesman of the game. He's been there, he's done it, he's won it. And actually, he's coaching them. You see the, the things of him coaching Rashford while he's on the pitch. Actually, as he comes forward, go round. And the next move, Rashford scores with that exact move. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just that sort of thing that maybe the, the the more inexperienced players don't see. But again, he's got quality. He's just part, just past his prime, isn't he? He's not. I think they would have been unstoppable with him. Hmm. I really do. I don't know. Was David Moyes in charge at that point? Was that maybe one of the reasons why he didn't go there? Possibly. It does make it does make me wonder. Thinking what what David Moyes has done with with West Ham. I mean, no one's been able to replace Alex Ferguson yet, have they? And they're, what, no. five managers in? Four or five managers in? Um, I think David Moyes' contract would have come up this year. The original one they gave him. Um, and I, I do think if he if they'd given him three years, then he would have he would have built something. I, I really do think that because he's, he's, got, he's got a work ethic. Work hard. Or don't play. Um, I just, I, I do think that in that last season where Ferguson won the title, we at Manchester United, he he won the title with a team that had no rights winning the title. Like they, mm. they they should have been finishing seventh under anyone else in the world at that time. They would have finished seventh. Um, but I mean, I'm quite glad it all went the way it did because look at West Ham now. Yeah, flying European football. Mate. Good, sir. Um, one thing I did notice, obviously, forty thousand fans in the uh, stadium today. Most of them supporting England, so obviously that would have made a difference. 
well, I think it made a difference. There was a lot of noise there. Do you think that's going to be a bit of a shock to the system for a lot of players, having that, that roar of the crowd behind them or against them? We'll soon, we'll soon see. Um, not only for the England team, obviously, in the, the immediate future, but for fans, sorry, for teams certainly in the league next year with fans coming back into the stadium. Um, <clears throat> it's it's going to go one of two ways. I mean, you saw some of the performances um, that... I'll, I'll use my team last season that we put out. We were so fucking hot, hot and cold. Um, I, I do think had the the crowd been in it in there, and I, I mentioned this in, in quite a few episodes mm. where um, <clears throat> I do think that some of the players are missing having the sta- the, the fans in the stadium just to give them that bit of an uh, adrenaline buzz and to kind of jam up a bit but like you have said on many occasions if you can't get yourself up for a game for 250 grand a week you don't deserve to be playing so um i I, I genuinely i I think it's going to be a good shock uh it's going to be definitely a good shock to the system but at the same time if you start performing badly they're only go- you know, the fans are only going to hound on you more, aren't they? So well, that's um... my, that's my concern. Is we're going like, <clears> to <throat> West Ham fans in the stadium lose the first game of the season, and then they get on top of them, and it just compiles into a, a pit of misery. <laughs> that's my concern. Nah, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Like I said, mate, you got European football here. Yeah, you that. I mean, I mean, I, I could be singing it's coming home all season, couldn't I? Theoretically, exactly. theoretically I'd just carry on the party into the World Cup. Um, one last thing. Mm-hmm. Liverpool do not like their players being on international duty. Um, Minamino was asked to be called up to the Japan squad for the Olympics. One of their defenders was asked to be called up to the Olympic squad. Uh, and Mohamed Salah has been asked to represent Egypt. Uh, there was one more as well, but I can't remember. His position, I think he was a younger, obviously a lot younger player. Uh, they've said blanket no to all of them. None of you are representing your countries at the Olympics, which I think is really harsh. Um, obviously, the Olympics is a different kettle of fish. It's not like a World Cup, this, that and the other. But but there are only very few teams who now play in the football. Um, and it's the sort of thing I think you can only represent your country once in the Olympics. Uh, under the football rules because they have really obscure rules and I just think that's a that's a really horrible thing to do there's an opportunity maybe some of them will never get again um, and I don't understand why they've done it couldn't tell you I know they didn't have the best of seasons last year but actually the the Olympics finishes before the season starts so I know you want them to have a break and and do your pre-season, but actually you're going to be playing competitively. So surely that's a good pre-season. It's not like it's, um, it's not like they're going to miss pre-season and miss the first three games of the of the year. If they if they get all the way through, they're all they're still back with a week and a half to spare. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I just feel it's rather selfish of Liverpool. Let your players go and play at the Olympics. I like, represent your country. Yeah. I mean, they haven't stopped Jordan Henderson going to uh, represent in England, even though he hasn't played since February, have they? I mean, come on. Double standards, mate. It's terrible. Terrible. Yes. Right. Well, it's coming home. 
Most certainly. And, Most certainly. Until, until Saturday. Until Saturday. And then it might be, <laughs> yeah, it might be slightly different. Um, but until then, I have been Ian. Ben Mike. We have been on the air and we are FDT TV. Make sure you are subscribed and we will see you next.